Welcome, Welcome to Show Us, Us Your Bits. I'm Alice Rivers Cripps, the founder and creative director of Posh Totti Designs. We are the original hand stamp jewellery company. I've been doing it since 2004. And I'm Josie Lloyd, a friend of Alice's, and I'm an author based in Brighton. And together we came up with the idea of a podcast about the stories behind the jewellery that people wear, because we're always fascinated by the shiny bits, aren't we? We are so fascinated. And also there are so many tales. Each week we'll be talking to each other with some anecdotes about our lives and we'll be introducing a special guest. We've got some great guests lined up for you. For oh, you. so many amazing guests. It's and very finding, exciting. And delving into their jewellery boxes and finding out the story behind the keepsakes that they really love. Behind their bling. Let's get on with the show. So... This week, I'm trying to do a little bit of a tidy up in my house because I've got people coming to stay to look after our dog when we go on holiday. And God, every cupboard, Alice, is just rammed full of stuff. And Minty, my 16-year-old, has decided to rip up the carpet in the middle of all of this in <laughs> <laughs> in her bedroom. So we've now got a, a hallway full of carpet and, and molting under there. you shoved it out the window? Oh, God, it's just, I'm making a mess. I'm terrible. I'm, I'm a puller and dragger. I'm making a mess. But I have been putting... Are you some, getting anywhere near clearing it no, all up? No, no. So but it's this, getting worse no, before it gets worse. better. But I am a great believer in recycling things and, and, and giving things to the... But there's a, quite a lot of pressure on us these days to clear to be very kind of like minimalist um as jane was saying she's a great minimalist and she kind of no she's a maximalist she purges but i have to say i've take i take things to the charity shop quite often and then really regret that i've taken them to the charity shop and i was swimming with um uh, a friend of mine helen who said that she took all of her jewelry she got for her 50th birthday by accident to the charity shop how? Hundreds of pounds worth. She just it was just somewhere in a packet. She put it in with her charity shop. And so lot. did she get it back? No. Anyway. Did they make her pay for it? Well, no, she just she just lost it. She gave it to the to the charity shop. But I know for a fact that charity shops keep things for a while because a while ago I gave a whole bunch of stuff to the charity. I'm talking about ten years ago. And within that charity little lot was this beautiful blue dress, tea dress, a top shop tea dress. And a top shop no longer exists, but top shop pieces are, you know. Great, right? So I had this beautiful little they blue were back dress in the day. back in the day, little tea dress, and I always regretted giving it to the charity shop. Last week, went into the charity shop, British Heart Foundation. There, on the mannequin, is that very dress. No, and I know it's ago. the same dress. Shall I tell you why? Because it's got a hole in the zip, right, and it doesn't have a belt. Or it was and just the, really badly made no, in the first place. And the woman said, "I'm sorry, it doesn't have a belt." And I said, "I know it doesn't have a belt because I've got the belt in my belts bag in the bottom of my wardrobe." Boom shakaloom. So I bought it back Are you for ten pounds. So yeah, you I paid ten pounds. I paid ten, ten years later. <laughs> ten years later to get the same dress back. I can't fit into it. Sadly, well, ten years later, we've become very good friends with our um, charity shop. Well, James has actually because we spend so much time taking stuff to the charity shop. I spend my life, and she gets really excited. The woman, as soon as she sees us, she's like, "Yes, what we got?" And she was saying that she's managed to get, make a fortune out of some of our bits. That you know, it is one person's treasure, is and one person's trash is another person's treasure, isn't it? Um, just and there are, you know, I love a charity shop though. I'm a little bit obsessed. Like every time I go in, I spend more. I know than it's I terrible. Do. This is why I can't do car boot sales. And I also you know. find that I pick up things feel like I really need them at the time 
and then you don't and then but, I never wear but them. I've got quite a lot of things where I don't try them on in the charity shop and I just really like the fabric because I'm drawn to the fabric and then it, of course they don't remotely they don't fit, fit. They don't so I've fit. now got a whole load of things that've still got charity shop labels on but I never got the receipt because I was in a hurry and then I just I'm going to give them all to another charity shop we've got a new Bernardo's charity shop at the end of the road uh, opening up so that's going to be exciting that'll be I'll, I'll spend my life in, in there, there then. anyway but talking of charity we're going to have a really lovely chat with Hazel Thompson who is actually your cousin well, by, 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 by marriage. marriage, by marriage. But what an extraordinary she woman. Family. She's family, but she is an extraordinary, extraordinary photojournalist and storyteller. So let's get her on. Well, hello, Hazel. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for agreeing to show us your bits. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Welcome aboard. Well, we are. First of all, for our... For our listeners, would you like to explain what you do? Because I think you have the most awesome sounding job in the world. So I'm a little bit in awe. So can you just tell us what, you, what you're currently up to? Basically, I'm a visual storyteller. I would describe myself as a photojournalist and a filmmaker. Right. So I started my career at a local newspaper and then started working for the Nationals and then the Internationals. So I have an editorial background. Through that, I started filmmaking through the stories I, d- I was doing. I was getting amazing access yeah. and then... The, the equipment that came out allowed me to start filmmaking. So I'm a self-taught filmmaker. Wow. And I started doing that, my gosh, about 12, 13 years ago. So now I tell stories by, yeah, making films, still doing the stills, and I'm, I'm an old-school journalist. I'm quite in awe of you as well, though, because not only do you do celebrities and amazing portraiture and, and all sorts of incredible things, but you also give a lot back. Like, a lot of what you do is is incredible because you actually go and help charities um, and you uncover things that aren't being talked about. So could you tell us a little bit about that? I'll give you something. So that's my passion. Really, that journey began working with charities and that really is my passion. If I could do that all the time, and I would do that for free Mm. (laughs) because I absolutely... Just doesn't pay the bills. It just doesn't pay the bills, sadly. That was 2002. Right. I did a story in India where I learned about children being born into brothels and that if you are born to a prostitute in India, you're forced to become a prostitute. But Mm. when I was there, now this is way back in 2002, that's where I started hearing about trafficking, human trafficking, and a lot of these women and children were being trafficked into the red light district in Mumbai, in India. And no one was talking about... Everyone talks about trafficking now, but in 2002, no one talked about that. Like, you... And um, so that's really where the journey began. And that's been... And you managed really, to get actual footage. I got amazing access. Images. So that ended up becoming like 12 years of my life. And I, I still go back to India, but that particular project, I followed that story for 12 years. I learned about girls being taken from villages, from outside India, from Nepal, from inside India. Not only children born into prostitution, but girls being taken and forced and held in cages. Oh, good. Horrific stories. I remember you coming home and you used to, um, just for the listeners, um, Hazel is actually my cousin and we were married. Married to the, I married into the family. The best thing that happened to um, my family. But at Christmas, <laughs> I remember we used to sit and you'd talk about it and you'd get very emotional because yeah, these stories I mean, were just... It's horrific. These girls that you'd meet yeah, that were girls, absolutely lovely. And, and I followed these girls' lives for 12 years and I saw their journeys. And uh, that really ignited my passion for having a real interest in modern slavery and exploitation, especially... I have done a particular focus looking at sexual exploitation, and that's not just girls, that's, that's boys as well. 
And since then, I've been to eight countries investigating yeah, wow. in, in, investigating modern slavery, not just not just um, sexual exploitation and sex trafficking, but I've looked into forced labour, domestic slavery in the Middle East. I've raided um, brothels around the World Cup in South Africa with the specialist, the vice squad there. I've looked into cyber sex dens in the Philippines. The, we wanted to get visual evidence uh, to prove there were children illegally in prison with adults because the charity was doing a huge campaign. And that was, that was working with an amazing campaigning charity, which showed me that it isn't just about telling a story. Like, I love journalism and the importance of journalism, but you can... That gave me, I would say, a taste for advocacy and um, just seeing that I, I could create something by telling the story, I could hand that over and use my skill to make a hopefully a longer term impact. Now that isn't, you know, that's working with multi, it's working as a team. It always yeah, is a team. Yeah. One thing I do recall is you saying that you, um, I, I remember um, just to get back to the, the, the jewellery, <laughs> that you said to me that you never wear, you couldn't wear jewellery yeah. and you had to have your head covered and you kind of, you know, everything well, is covered and you have to kind of really try and not stand yeah. out. I mean, it's basically... It depends which country. So obviously, if I'm working in the Middle East, I wear an abaya or I wear a hijab. So I lived in Bahrain, Qatar, Saudi Arabia. Um, I'm covered. Uh, so I cover my head. Jewellery, if you're wearing something expensive, you're putting yourself at high risk to be kidnapped. And especially in countries, you know, Westerner is seen as wealthy, even if you're not. You, you Basically, so I, I would go with no jewellery. I wear no jewellery. Sometimes I would wear a fake wedding ring at the time um, because... I, you'd be respected more if you were seen as a married travelling woman, so I'd fake that. So certain things I've always done when I've travelled to yourself. But coming back to the charity, I'm yes. very interested in your necklace. <laughs> I've actually got one as well, but, and as always wears her. It's a beautiful, round, Ooh, hug necklace. And it looks like a hug. It's two hands coming round. Um, but I'm really interested in the story of how this happened. And how this necklace came to into being. So, first of all, is this how, this is something that you did together? So, yes. tell me the beginning of it, Alice. So, I um, really wanted to work with a charity. I was absolutely desperate to work with a charity um, because we were doing really well, and it kind of felt like it would be really nice to kind of actually help and give back. So, um, we got in touch with Women for Women International because I knew that I wanted to work with a female. A charity, a, a charity that was supporting women, um, and it was. It took quite a long time to really work out which charity I wanted to work with. And these guys were phenomenal and amazing. And they weren't just helping people in the UK and locally; they were helping people all around the world. Um, and they were helping women in in war torn countries. Um, so I went to visit them. We we caught up. We had an amazing meeting. Um, and then they said to me. Do you, you know, you seem really passionate. You seem like you're really interested. Do you fancy, you know, in order to create a collection that you want to, which is basically what I want to do is I wanted to create a piece of jewellery, um, a whole collection that we could then um, give the profits to the charity. And they said, well, why don't you head out to one of our war torn countries? And that's when you called me, wasn't it? And then I was saying to you, okay, they've said that we can go somewhere. Where do you suggest we <laughs> so, go? <yeah. laughs> I remember like somewhere safe. So I basically went and look at that, looked at their list of countries. And I remember that, that there's a nice crossover. And I just Dad, had, yeah. I just had the boys as well. So yeah. they were babies. So it, you were a bit like, I don't well, want you to it? kind of go anywhere too dangerous. Yeah. They're still quite young, weren't they? And mm. I had just finished India. And I remember you saying, so I gave a hundred percent of the profits back 
to the charity so they could rescue yeah. more women and children. You wanted to do something similar. Mm. You were like, yeah. I want to give the profits yeah, back. Exactly. And and I was like, I'm I'm on board with that. Yes. And also that storytelling, you wanted that authenticity that you wanted to go to one of their projects so you could create a piece of jewellery that inspired you from Well, yeah, because I mean, initially, when I, before I, I'd already designed a piece of jewellery that I thought would be brilliant. And then when I actually went to Kosovo and well, we, I, yeah. um, and, and um, actually met all these women, which we'll tell you about in more detail, I suddenly realised that actually that piece of jewellery wasn't right. Like we needed to create a collection. And um, so anyway, so we went, so basically I... I, I we picked Kosovo because I went through the list. Yeah. They had many places like Afghanistan and Congo and I was like, that's a bit live. Yeah. <laughs> but Kosovo also was the first country, it's where the charity was birthed from through the, through okay. the war. Um, and they were still having a really tough and time. It, yeah, and, and it actually, showed. when you think about it, it uh, now when I think about it, it wasn't that, that long, long after. Ago. And it shows the legacy and the impact that war has for, for, for it is actually generations. It was a perfect example that, because, you know, journalism, news, we move on quite quickly, yeah. but a country takes generations. Yeah. The yeah. impact, to heal, I mean, yeah. there's... Um, uh, there's a video on our on our blog about it, which um, you actually filmed me, and um and I was I mean I was sobbing like I we went to a house and there were bullet holes in the wall and the whole family and that I mean we're talking like twelve whole family massacred I think it might have been eighteen people actually I think and um and they'd all been massacred and you're standing there and you can still see the chair that's tipped over you can still see everything. Um, oh. it, it was horrific and then um, we met these women who talked about having to kind of put their babies on a bus and just wave goodbye you know whilst they're uh, because they just had to protect their children and they didn't know when they'd see their children again and and all these stories and and a woman that was pregnant and she kind of walked all the way t- to the border but what they all kept saying which was the bit that, that the collection came from was that they kept saying that when they got to the border, they were embraced and they were hugged and they were, you know, they realised that they were safe and these arms went round them with a blanket and kind of hugged them. Um, and that kind of kept coming through. And the then hospitality. when we and when we arrived, we met all these women and they were so happy to share their time with us. They were so happy to embrace us. We were so they, loved on, oh, honestly. It was amazing. <sighs> hug and after Cost hug. After hug after hug. <laughs> and f- celebration and food yet economically these women were still struggling they were so still rebuilding their lives and shared everything and also the legacy of the impact of war not only using family members or the violence they faced but yet you could see that and that was one thing and the women were coming stronger as well that's what i thought was amazing was that that we were in this um room where they were basically going to get their money each week where they would come the they get like charity. a stipend to set yeah. up businesses yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the charity give them that, that that money and we were there and we were just seeing all these women getting together and the strength of these women they were being empowered and it was it was quite misogynistic before that and then it was kind of like yeah. you know and the businesses were doing well and, and these to me, women Alice, were becoming Alice ran a workshop so one thing you did it wasn't only just to go and learn Alice wanted to give back as well and ran a jewellery workshop and you took all the letters over didn't you and you left a set of letters for them yep. for, for personalising leather and, and some took silk. some leather and you should have said Honestly, it was so much fun. The laughter. Oh, that sounds great. And, it was. It was amazing. And it, it was just 
I mean, I wear this necklace with proud, with, with pride, because it's really you feel the love of. We've got the memory of the love and the welcome. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's my favorite favorite piece of jewelry by far, and that is because I never it's see got you the, without it. No, but it's, it's but it is this because it's got more meaning more. than anything. And it's also it's, the women, really what, and it's not just our trip to Kosovo. But if someone said to me, "What have you learned by going to places where bad things have happened?" and well, because you realise how flipping amazing. Uh, humans are but not just humans women and children normally suffer the most in war yeah mm. but these women were so resilient so resilient not only was it helping charity but it was also sending you know i always think it's so it's giving back love, to kosovo yeah, still. Yeah. yeah but i also think it's just a lovely gift to give anybody because everybody needs a hug i've got my arms around you i mean because it, mm. it's yeah. like a pair of arms isn't it i've so, always loved that mm. Um, that is a gorgeous story, but I'd like to just, before we finish, I'd really like to just uh, find out about this other little now, twiddly necklace. So it's another it's silver one of its, its kind. It's a silver necklace. Oh, and it's, a, it's got stones on it, and yes. it's got a little, it's got a bracket on it, so it, it's a little disc that spins around. So that, I mean, honestly, that is my heaven, because it's a, like a twiddly thing. I love a twiddly it's thing. It's like a fidget spinner. Fidget, fidget <laughs> Great spinner. for anyone with ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, talk us through this one. So again, this is... And, and this isn't, I genuinely wear this all the time. So Alice, actually, this is one of a kind. It is. So um, I always used to say to Alice when I came back from the trips, you know, in our kind of conversations, I get emotional. Or coming home, and Alice is a beloved member of my family, I always felt like I just have to remember my true north. And my true north, the people I love, and it's what centres me, and the things I'm passionate about as well, but... And I always, always say, you know, when I'm away, I, I, I didn't miss home. I don't miss home when I'm away and I didn't on past trips. But any moment I found it hard, I remember what kind of centres me. And it is yeah. the, my family, my, yeah. my friends, uh, the things I love. And, and um, so Alice, very sweetly, one birthday, surprised me with this beautiful necklace. So the little spinner, one side is a compass. So it's got north, south, east and west to remind me and that meant so much to me because it's so thoughtful to remind me of my true north and then on the other side is my birthstone and what's hysterical I actually didn't know it was my birthstone until Alice told me which is sapphires and what's special about this is her thoughtfulness on every level one my birthstone two her remembering me saying me remembering my true north but also she made it in silver because she wanted to make sure I could wear it all the time yeah because she knew that, you know, it, it's the least risk. No one's yeah, going to want to steal a silver, silver necklace. necklace. Yeah. It's not gold. And it was just the thoughtfulness of it. And I have literally worn it ever since. And I, don't, I think you gave this to me probably nearly 10 years ago. Mm, um, did, yeah. And I literally, and I can, you know what's really funny on this as well? Actually looking down, looking at there's a little bite mark on it. Because when I have been nervous... I actually have bitten down on it, which I, <laughs> which is, I looking at, which actually has been because I have used it, it uh, just in moments because I do get scared. Yeah, and there have been moments, and I I I fiddle with it a lot, and I touch mm. it a lot. So this is I don't know how many countries this has been with me Aww. so since. So and that means so much to me. That's amazing. That's and wonderful. and it's that thoughtful, and it's not. Again, it's not about, it's the thoughtfulness. And, and I think that's where Alice and I, you know, in that Kosovo story, it's those little details. And that's what makes a story, isn't it? Yeah, those, those moments. moments. It's yeah, those little moments. Exactly. So, that's also yeah. what makes a piece of jewellery special as well. And that's kind of just a harp on about it. But, but with the personalisation element of what we do, yeah. it, it, it is about the fact that people can put those special words 
and those things that nobody else yeah. thinks of that really and it's, kind of makes it about I, you. And I've even begged you. I was going, whatever you do, this I want it to be one of its kind. Yeah. Like I don't want you know because because that's lovely, isn't it? It's beautiful. Well, I hope you uh, find your North Star home many more times thank and, uh, you well done for your incredible work that you're doing I mean, it does and sound for your bravery absolutely and, wonderful and your bravery and you've made we've always been so incredibly proud of the fact that you go out there and do stuff that you know that the rest of us aren't brave enough to do but that's really changing the world so thank you darling um, tell our tell our listeners how they can find out about your work and, and see what you're doing well um at the moment well you can find my work on my website which is just hazelthompson.com um, latest new project is my own podcast, which is kind of, which is called Beyond the Story. Um, and with that, um, I actually am going to be asking you as a guest for my next <laughs> series. But my current series is still going out. And on that, I'm actually going back and interviewing people that stories I've told yes. over the last 20 years. Oh, that's interesting. So I kind of interviewed them, asking them where they, their journey, where they were from, where they were when I met them on that waypoint and where they are now. Oh, that's so interesting. But mainly what it is, I think my, what I kind of leave on is, you know, where I'm at kind of in my own journey um, and telling other people's stories is, and being in, in this now kind of I'm mid-career, which I hate saying that, now I'm in my 40s, but we also, your, our stories are continued thing. And often we can get stuck in one, one part of yeah. our story. And I think the biggest thing is when I revisit a lot of people's stories I maybe told 15 years ago, 10 years ago, or even 20 years ago, is... Um, that we go beyond that and and it, it and what do you learn from where you are now and that your story is constantly changing and also there's still hope and so even if you're in a hard part of your story and you're in a storm and a challenge it will change it will change and, and, and there's a- people who I've been with in the worst scenarios who now if you looked at their lives it's like night and day um so yeah, we can all go beyond the story we're in at the moment. So yes, yeah, and kind I think that's my... really important to think about being moving on and the journey that we take because our life is a journey. We, on that, we need to go back to Kosovo. We should go back. To Kosovo. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <See> Brianna. <laughs> well, thank you ever so much for being on the podcast, and thank you for Pleasure. showing us your bits. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Wow, wasn't she inspirational, Alice? She is amazing. She's absolutely amazing. I feel slightly in awe, I have to say. She's what a wonderful woman. Um, What an interesting time we've had meeting all these incredible guests. Everyone has had their own little story to tell. And it's been amazing. And since we've been doing this, the amount of other stories that other people have been coming forward with. I mean, we could do this forever. Well, let's do some more because for now, that's the end of our first season first thing that get us Netflix of show series of um show bits podcast and it's been so much fun doing this hasn't it it's been great fun. um and I really hope that you've enjoyed listening please please do like and share and, and please um, share with all your friends and also if you've got any feedback please pass it on to us because we are new and we are learning so we are the newbies gratefully received well anything. thank you ever so much for listening and thank you Alice it's been a real joy it's been a real joy to do this with you so and uh, we'll see you soon yeah we better get back to work <laughs> <laughs>